Hi there. I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 78. And today I've got a lot of things I want to talk about because it's been a few weeks since my last episode, but I guess I'm going to call this episode Making a Difference. I'm going to talk about how we can, in our own small way, change the world. We don't have to have a big voice, but each of us has a unique voice. And this is why I have returned to podcasting after quite a few weeks' absence. Yes, I didn't expect to have so many weeks off. You might remember that when I recorded my last episode, episode 77, We were just about to start the school holidays here in New South Wales, Australia. I didn't think I'd have time to record a podcast while my school teacher husband was home for the school holidays. And I thought that I would just have a two-week break. And during those two weeks, I hoped to do some things that I haven't had time for. Do some different things for a change, put podcasting aside for a little while and do some of those other things that were things that I wanted to do, but yes, as I said, I never found time to do. Well, things have worked out very differently to what I imagined. Yes, I used those two weeks to do a few things. I actually got my next children's novel published, and I'd like to tell you about that. That's what I spent my school holidays doing. But after the two weeks were over and my husband Andy went back to work, I didn't get back to blogging and podcasting. I guess I was tired. I wanted to continue having a break. But the longer I stayed away, the more I was disinclined to get back to podcasting. It just seemed like a really huge effort to set up the mic and start talking. And I began to think, do I really want to do this anymore? I've been doing this for two years now, podcasting that is, and I've been blogging for five years, and I have told a lot of stories in that time, and my children have grown a lot in that time too. I have written about all kinds of things, I've even spoken about most of the things that I've written about as well, and I've been getting to think that I'm repeating myself. A lot of people have said they don't mind me repeating myself because maybe they're new listeners, new readers of my blog, and they haven't heard all my stories the first time round or the second time round, so they don't mind hearing it again because it's new to them. And even if they have heard my stories before, some people say that it's good to be reminded and to hear the story yet again. But for myself, I'm not finding that very exciting. I've been thinking, oh no, I've got to go and write about this topic or that topic, and I've done it all before. It would be much easier just to link to the last blog post about it or to tell somebody about a podcast on that subject that I've already recorded. I don't really want to go and do it all over again. I don't feel very excited, as I said, about the whole thing. And so I've been thinking, perhaps I ought to move on to something else. And I have got to this point a number of times. You've probably heard this before on a previous podcast. As I said, I'm repeating myself. And sometimes when we do repeat ourselves, we come to the point where we think, look, I've said this before. I've thought that I should give it up. Perhaps I should do it. Just go off and do it and move on to a new phase of my life. Instead of just talking about moving on, this is it. This is time to go. 
So I've been drifting along the past few weeks. I have actually written some blog posts. They're in a different sort of style to what I usually write. I have been posting a lot of photos because I really do love photography and I haven't had time to take a lot of photos and to edit them. So I've had a lot of photos in my files which are sitting there and I thought, look, I'm going to use some of those photos, edit them up, play around with them, tell some family stories to do with those photos, do a little bit of creative writing instead of some informational writing. Just talk about the stories, the everyday stories of my family. And I really enjoyed writing those posts. Just for me, maybe, but a few people did stop by and they said they enjoyed reading them as well. So maybe it is okay to write about the everyday happenings of my family. Maybe I don't always have to answer a big question like, what is strewing? Or how do I get started unschooling? Or can unschooled children get into university? Perhaps it's all right if I just tell you about a walk I had down the tracks and what photos I took and the conversations that I have with my children. So I read those posts, but I haven't been entirely convinced that I should keep on telling the unschooling story. I'm not the only person that's writing and speaking about unschooling. There are other people out there and they have bigger voices than mine. They're doing a fantastic job. Would it really matter if I slipped away and went and did something else, such as writing my third children's novel, which is something I really want to do? Perhaps nobody would notice that I've gone. And I'm not saying that so everybody stops by with a comment and says, Sue, we would notice if you leave. I'm just telling you what I've been thinking. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago... My daughter Sophie, who's 15, and she's an avid photographer and videographer. She films all my daughter Imogen's music videos. She published a blog post about the music videos that she has been making. The blog post is called, We've Come a Long Way. And I think we have made about 9 or 10 music videos so far. Sophie reflected on how much we have all learnt since we made that first video last December. I think that was the month that we made the first one. And how our videos are becoming more professional. And she's right. I think our videos have become better over the last seven or eight months. Sophie has learnt new videography techniques, new ways of editing the videos. She knows what angles we need when we're actually recording. She's got a better idea of what sort of clips we need when we're out there on location. And Imogen, she's become more relaxed in front of the camera. I think her personality comes across very well. The behind-the-scenes people, Charlotte, Chimarez and I, we've become better at capturing the behind-the-scenes story as well. And so Sophie posted some photos of a music video shoot in her blog post and wrote a little bit about it. And the words that struck me most are these. I like knowing my sister Imogen needs me, that nobody else can do the job that I'm doing. Though other people could film a music video for Imogen, 
It would never turn out the same as mine, and that feels amazing. Yes, Imogen could get somebody else to film her music videos, but as Sophie says, they won't be the same as Sophie's. Sophie has a unique way of recording. I don't think it matters whether we're blogging or podcasting or making videos or whatever we are doing. We all have a unique voice. We all have our own angle. We all have something important to share. If we all set out to do exactly the same thing, whether it's writing a blog post, cooking a cake, taking photos, the result would be very different between us all. We would all have something unique at the end of it. It wouldn't matter what our equipment was or our ingredients. We all have our own ideas, our own eye, our own unique voice. And so we are all going to give a unique message through whatever we are doing. And yes, as Sophie said, that's an amazing thought. So we should never give up thinking that somebody else has a better voice than us. That's not a good reason for stopping doing something that we're doing. So I posted about this in our Not So Proper Unschooling Facebook page. And I posted it as an encouragement to other people. Whatever you're doing, go out there and do it. Don't feel intimidated by other people. Don't compare yourself to them. Especially, don't look at how successful they might be in comparison to you. Because you have something amazing, something unique, something very special to share through whatever you're doing. So keep on doing it. So I'm probably going to keep on podcasting, keep on blogging, keep on making my videos. Because I do, I have a unique voice. Not everybody is going to want to tune into that unique voice. But I have a lot of people who are very kind and who have been encouraging me over the last few weeks to get back to podcasting. A few people have stopped by and said, Sue, we're missing your podcast. Can you record one? I think that's really wonderful. And I'd like to thank those people for supporting me, for encouraging me to plug in the mic, get going again. Because it is good to know that we're needed, as Sophie said. I think we all need to be needed. We all need to have our talents used whether it's in a big way or a very small way. We don't all have to get out there and do things in the public arena. We can just do them within our own families. We can make a big difference. And a big difference every day in very small ways. So maybe this is a good time to tell you about some words that I say to my family every single day. I am always saying, go out there make a difference. When my husband goes to work in the morning, I say those words to him. I say them to my son when he goes to work. I try and say them whenever I can. I'd want to remind my family that they have an important part to play in the world. And it might not be a very big part, but they can change the world. But they are still going to make a difference. Now, some of our children are going to go out there and they're going to do amazing things in the eyes of the world. Everybody is going to know about them, or at least quite a big proportion of people. People are going to come along and say, you must be so proud of your child. 
he or she is really going places. Their talents, their skills, the job they're doing is very visible. But I don't think that is how it is going to happen for all our children. Some of our children are going to go through life in a quiet way. But it doesn't mean that they can't make a difference to the world. Sometimes it's not the showy things which are important. And I think sometimes that our children who aren't out there doing things that people can see, I think it's important that we do tell them that they're doing a great job, that they are making a difference, that their efforts are valuable. Because maybe they do compare themselves to other people. And it's good to be reminded that wherever we are in life, whatever skills and talents we have, they are important, that we are important, that we have a mission in this life, however big or small. And sometimes I think that it is going to be the people that we sort of pass over sometimes who are going to make the biggest mark in the world. But back to me and my blogging and podcasting and everything. I guess I'm going to keep on blogging because yesterday Sophie helped me redesign my blog. There was a bug in my template. I'd only changed my template a few weeks ago and I realized the other day that it wasn't working properly. Not everything was showing up. And Sophie said to me, look, I'll fix that up for you, mum. I'll choose you a new template and I'll help you install it. And I said, oh, there's no hurry for it. It doesn't really matter. And she says, no, mum, I'll help you. So yesterday we found a new template. Oh, it took us a long time. There wasn't a template that was exactly what I was looking for. We got a bit goggle-eyed with our eyes glued to the computer screen for hours and hours and hours. And Sophie kept installing blog templates that we thought might be good and then I had a look at them and I said no it's not really what I want it doesn't look right on my blog and then she'd uninstall it and try another one she's a very patient person with me I began to feel a little bit of a nuisance and I kept saying oh it doesn't matter don't worry about it and she was insisting that it is important and she wanted to help me well finally we did find a template she installed it on my blog it wasn't 100% what I wanted but it was close enough I wanted a blog template that had a footer area, what's called a footer column, where I could put all my labels. I have a lot of labels for my blog and I think I need to reduce them, make them a bit more concise and I will do that. I want to go through all my blog posts and label them again so that people can find things more easily. But yes, I have above average number of labels and if I put those into the sidebar of my blog, the home page is very, very long. I prefer to have the labels spread out along the bottom of my blog. And then if people aren't interested in looking at the labels, they don't have to scroll down that far. Anyway, I was saying to Sophie, this is a wonderful blog template. I will just have to do without a footer column. And she said to me, Mum, I think that I could fix that for you. I think I could give you a footer column. Let me go away and try. Well, 10 minutes later, I had a footer column. I don't know what she did. She went into the HTML code and adjusted something. And then I wanted to put a welcome message above my blog posts on the home page. And I was able to do that myself. But then when I had a look at each individual blog post, 
I found my welcome message on every single page of my blog. And I said to Sophie, oh look, this is showing up on every single page. I'm going to have to move my welcome message back into my sidebar. She said, mom, don't worry about that. I think I could fix that for you. I know a bit of code. So five minutes later, she had fixed it with a bit of code. And she did some other things to my template like that until the template is exactly what I was looking for. I said to Sophie, I don't know how you're doing all this. I couldn't do this. And she said, Mom, that's why I learnt HTML coding. She says it's a very useful thing to know if you're a blogger. And this made me think that children learn things that they need to know. She did an HTML course so that she can adjust her blogs. She had a need for that code. Without that need, she might not have done the coding course because coding isn't her big passion. Photography is. She likes to blog because she likes to post about her photography, post her photos and write blog posts about photography. And the HTML coding comes in very handy. Now, if I didn't have Sophie to help me with my blog templates, I might go and finish the same course that she did. I've done part of it because I would have a need. But because I have Sophie, I don't really have a need because Sophie does it for me. But if she moves away, you know, I think that I might have to finish that course. Unless, of course, I just make her an administrator of my blog and we do things online. I think that she would probably be willing to keep on fixing up all my problems on my blog. So I can't really see myself finishing that coding course just for that reason. So I'm very grateful for Sophie. Now, another few things I've been doing on my blog include putting an archive page up and a start here page. That's the big one, the start here page. I've been meaning to do this for a long time. So people can come to my blog, go to that page and find out what my blog is all about and get some pointers as to where to go for the right information. Now that page is still under construction, but it's almost complete. It's usable. I just want to add some more links, change the labels, as I said, make it a bit better. But if you go over to my blog, you can use that page. So that's my blog changes. I guess I'm going to continue blogging. And even if I didn't continue blogging, I'd like to leave my blog in a state where it would still be of use to anybody that happens to stumble across it and would like to hear more about unschooling. Now, as I said earlier in this podcast, I haven't felt very excited about podcasting, blogging and everything else that I do to share the unschooling message. I have been really tired, not sleeping very well, also wanting to do other things as well because I've been doing this a long time. But being tired does take a toll. I don't think we ever feel very excited about anything when we're trying to deal with just getting through the day. I feel a bit like I felt when I had little babies. So I have had a lot of empathy with young mothers the last few weeks. And I have a real admiration for young mothers who, unlike me, have to keep on going when they're tired. 
I can just put things aside and say, look, I'm too tired today to do anything. I'm going to rest. Not that that feels very good because I get to the end of the day. And though I might have rested, I don't feel that I have accomplished much, which isn't a very uplifting feeling. But yes, young mothers just have to keep on going. And I've been thinking about that, how it was when I had babies and toddlers in the family. It's a very difficult time of life. So, I just like to say, keep on going if you're in that situation. You're making a difference, even if you don't do anything else but see to the needs of your children. You are doing a fantastic job. My last podcast was called Reassessing. I didn't expect to spend so many weeks thinking about that topic. What I've come up with is that I can't continue blogging maybe three blog posts a week, making a weekly video, making a weekly podcast, posting on Instagram every day, putting something on my Facebook page, having conversations in other places, answering comments. I can't keep up with all that. The workload is too big on top of doing things with my own family and then all my other interests, such as writing my books, the ones that get pushed to one side because there's never time for them. There isn't enough hours in every day to do all that without me feeling burnt out. And I guess this is the point that I've come to you. All those things I want to do, well, I wanted to do them until I got too tired. And now I'm admitting that I can't go on at that rate. So what do I do? Do I give up some of those things? Stop posting on Instagram, close my Facebook page, blog once a week, make a podcast once a month. I don't know. I have decided just to play it by ear. Not to worry too much about regular posting anywhere, but just see what I can fit in, what the new rhythm will be. Because I like each of the things that I'm doing. And I know that it's probably best to focus on one or two things only. And maybe that's where I'll go. Just concentrate maybe on making a podcast and writing a blog post and not doing much else. I'm going to just do a little bit more reassessing, more thinking about it. The good thing is that I've stopped worrying about popularity because when we start podcasting, start blogging, we're told you have to post regularly. You've got to get out there got to get into the search engines. People won't come back and read anything unless you're posting regularly. They'll forget about you. Well, I think this is just the risk I'm going to have to take. So I'm hoping to do a regular podcast. Yes, I don't know if I'll do one every week, but I'm hoping to be more regular than I have been over the last couple of months. And yes, I'd like to keep on blogging. And one place that I would like to still be involved with is the Not-So-Proper Unschoolers Facebook page, which is a relatively new group. I don't know if I mentioned it on my podcast before. It's come out of my newsletter community. Somebody suggested that we have a Facebook page, and so I created one. And I think we've got about 89 members at the moment. Every day or so, we get a few more people who come across the link and ask to join. And it has been wonderful. We've had some good conversations there. What I like about the group is it's not all me. People can post, people can answer each other's questions. Everybody can share their own experiences, make friends, encourage each other. 
and I do get involved in most conversations, but I'm not the expert. Somebody else in there probably has better information on certain things than I do. So I'm hoping everybody will help each other. So if you haven't come over to our group, the Not So Proper Unschoolers Facebook page, please feel welcome to come over and join. I'd love to see you there. You might find the name of that group a bit funny. You know, what did I call it? The Not So Proper Unschoolers Facebook page. Well, that came out of a blog post I wrote called, Are You a Proper Unschooler? All the title is supposed to reflect is that it doesn't matter if you are a proper unschooler in other people's estimation. Wherever you are on your unschooling journey, you are welcome. It's called the Not-So-Proper Unschoolers, but if you're a proper unschooler, of course, you're welcome to you. People that have been unschooling for a long time and have lots of experience are very, very welcome. We would value your input enormously. So wherever you are, at the beginning of your unschooling journey, in the middle, right at the end, wherever you are, please come over and join us. I said that the group came out of my unschooling newsletter. Well, that's been a bit of a disaster over the last few weeks because I failed to publish the last month's newsletter. I just felt so overwhelmed with tiredness and things to do that I sent an email out telling people that I just couldn't do it last month. I got a few emails back, which were really lovely. People said, that's quite all right, Sue. Take the time out that you need. When you're ready, we'll be happy to hear from you. And so I've had a bit of a break from my newsletter as well. And this has given me a bit of a chance to think about the newsletter, what I want to achieve through it. I've been posting other people's articles, a few of my own, links to all sorts of resources, questions that people could answer. Can I post all that in one of the other places that I've already got? Could I post all that in the Facebook group, for example, or on my blog? And maybe I could post all the resources elsewhere. I don't know about other people's articles. Maybe I could have some guest posts on my own blog. Because I think that's a very valuable thing, to have a community somewhere where everybody can have an input, where people who aren't blogging can share their own ideas in article form. Well, this is what I've been thinking. That maybe if I change the newsletter slightly, if I make each newsletter on one single topic, such as unschool maths, and then put together some articles from other people, some articles of my own, resources, links to other articles on the internet, anything that I can find that might be valuable on that topic, put it into one newsletter, and then people could save that newsletter. It could be a resource sheet. Maybe they won't read it all at once, but maybe it could be saved somewhere. And the next time you might want some information on unschool maths, you could go and open that email up if you've already saved it somewhere and have a look at what I put in the newsletter. I could do one on all sorts of topics. They could be reference documents. So what do you think of that idea? Would that be useful? The place that I would store my newsletters when they arrived in my inbox would be Evernote. I'd have a special folder there just for newsletters. And if they were labeled maths and science 
etc. They would be very easy to find and I could just open up each one and use the information. brings me on to something I found out about Evernote the other day. I wonder if you use Evernote for your homeschool records, or maybe if you don't need homeschool records, you might use Evernote just for your personal records. It could be used as a journal, somewhere where you could put all those interesting things that you find on the internet. There's lots of ways of using Evernote. So maybe what I'm about to tell you would be of interest to any Evernote user. But it will be especially helpful if you're keeping an Evernote Unschool Records book. I'm talking about colour coding. I found out the other day that we can colour code our tags. Now there's only about eight colours available. I wonder if that will change in the future, but even eight colours makes a tremendous difference. And so what I did was I got my main tags, the ones that correspond to the key learning areas that my children are supposed to cover so that they can be registered homeschoolers. The English, math, science, history, geography, those type of tags. And I color coded each one. Now each note now has colors added to it. It's just a small line. When you look in the list of notes, these little lines come up different colors. So if it's a note that has say, an English and a history tag, it will have two colours, one for history and one for English. It's visually very appealing, but it's also very useful. Since I've colour tagged my notes, I can see instantly how much maths, how much English, how much science my children have covered through their unschooling, just by looking at the colours. But I can also see notes that don't have any tags, because there's no colours attached to them. Because sometimes... Uh, I can fail to add the right tags, especially if Sophie has been adding things to the notebooks, because she can add notes to my notebooks, but she can't add the tags. And usually I go back and do that for her later on. She doesn't know what the right tag is, and I'll just look at her notes and add the appropriate ones. So it's been very good having colored tags. Now on my Facebook page the other day, somebody stopped by and said that they would use the colors to color code the tags for their children. It gets very complicated if we have separate notebooks for each child, especially if we have quite a few children. So an easy way to do it is to give each child a color, and then we instantly know which notes apply to which child. Now tags aren't the only thing that can be colored. Notebook titles can be colored as well. Though I haven't actually tried this out, I did experiment and then I changed it all back to the regular color, the default color. Because I haven't quite decided what the value of color is in notebook titles. But what I could do, I think, is that I could color code maybe all my reference notebooks, the ones to do with the school syllabus, maybe my planning notebooks. Certainly, I could put my personal notebooks in a different color. So that when I look down in the sidebar, I could see which notebooks are my personal ones, which ones are the records books, which ones are the extra books to do with registration, and which ones are my planning notebooks. 
probably I could color code things like my recipes as well. Whatever, I haven't really decided, but that's another thing that we can now do with Evernote. One of the blog posts I'd like to write is how to make our unschool Evernote notebooks look impressive. And I might get around to doing that and I could add all that information to that blog post. coming to the end of this podcast sort of got back into the swing of talking to the microphone again and I'm hoping that you're out there listening that you didn't give up on me and disappear because yeah I guess I could be talking to myself that's the trouble with disappearing for a while but before I close this podcast I would just like to tell you a little bit of family news nothing very exciting just catch up with where we are in our lives I think I was telling you about our latest music video, How Great Thou Art, in the last podcast, how we went to a mountain close by, it's about 20, 25 minutes drive away, and when you go up there, it's a beautiful place, you can look down over our local town, a wonderful view. I was telling you how cold it was on that video shoot, we almost got blown over the top of the lookout. It was a gale force wind blowing. We got very, very cold, very, very uncomfortable conditions for filming a music video. I guess we're all looking forward to the spring and the warmer weather because getting up early to film music videos in winter isn't much fun at all. It's fun coming home and warming up and looking at all the clips that we have taken, but the actual work, I think we'd have to be dedicated to do it. It's just a good thing that all of us want to support and help my daughter Imogen make her music videos. I don't think many people would volunteer to do it if they didn't have to. Because we love her and we want to see her succeed. So we get up at 5 o'clock regardless of the temperature, go out there and help her out. But the last music video we did, we went up to Mount Gibraltar yet again. And we were expecting it to be very cold again. And we had our thermal underwear on and four layers of clothes, big thick coats, scarves, gloves, everything. And we were pleasantly surprised to find out that it was cold, but it wasn't freezing cold. We were glad we wrapped up, but it was quite pleasant up there first thing in the morning. And for that video, Imogen sang another Lord of the Rings song called In Dreams. That was a lot of fun to make that one. But the last one we recorded is called Loch Lomond. And we went out to the nature reserve that we've been out to for a few of our videos. I think Wild Child was the last video that we recorded there. But instead of recording the video under the trees like we did that one, we went back to the weir. I think our second video was recorded in front of the weir or at least part of it. We were just hoping that the water in the river was flowing over the weir. Because if we've had a bit of a dry spell, the river doesn't flow fast enough, it's not big enough, and there is no curtain of water flowing over, and so it is not quite so picturesque. But we've had quite a bit of rain recently, and we were quite confident that we would find water flowing, and it made a wonderful backdrop for this song, Loch Lomond. The special thing about this video is that it is a duet, my daughter Imogen and my husband Andy. And that was quite special, getting up early and 
taking him with us to our video shoot location. He'd never done that before. I don't think he was very keen on getting out of bed early on a winter's morning. We had to prod him a bit to get going. But I think he did enjoy uh, being part of our music video. He looked a bit uncomfortable at the beginning. He's not used to standing in front of the camera like Imogen. And this really shot home to us how relaxed she has become about uh, being in front of the camera. Now, my husband Andy had to sing the first verse by himself, and then Imogen joined him for the next verse, and he became more relaxed as the filming went on. In fact, he started messing around and joking, and we began to think that he was going to be a bit of a nuisance. He was going to make the filming take twice as long as usual. If you've watched any of our behind-the-scenes videos, you'll know that the girls get quite silly while we're filming videos, but they work hard at the same time. And when my husband Andy is around, the silliness is increased 100%. But we got the video filmed in about an hour, I think, and soon we were at McDonald's enjoying breakfast and warming up. So that was a very special video shoot because he was involved, my husband was involved. Now my son Callum is looking forward to doing a duet with Imogen as well. He's heard about Dad's effort and even though he is living seven hours drive away from us, he's going to come home for a couple of days and record a music video with Imogen. They've sang a lot together in the past. Imogen is at the moment writing the music for Callum's song. What she does is that she takes other people's songs and then she writes harmonies to go with them. She arranges them herself, and she has quite amazed me. I didn't realize that she was writing her own music, which just goes to show that our children continually amaze even their parents. They have skills we don't know about. They don't necessarily tell us everything they know. They just surprise us sometimes. And I think maybe a time will come where she will start writing her own songs, get the confidence to do that, instead of using other people's songs every time doing cover versions. So she's making every cover version her own by doing it her own way, making them sound different from the originals. So that video at the moment is being put together. I think Imogen and Sophie are editing that one today. I'm recording this on a Friday, probably post this next Monday, and the video will be available on YouTube the following Wednesday, so that's just a few days' time. So please go over to YouTube, Imogen Elvis, and have a look at my husband Andy and Imogen singing the duet Loch Lomond together. I hope you enjoy it. I'd like to thank people for supporting Imogen on her YouTube channel and also her Facebook page, all the lovely encouraging comments. Now sometimes people ask me how they can help me, especially if I spent some time helping them. And one way you can help our family if you feel that that's something you would like to do is by going over to YouTube and watching Imogen's videos, supporting her, giving her a little bit of encouragement, and especially sharing her links so that more people get to hear about her music. Because it's a really tough thing getting noticed on YouTube, a long, slow process, and the girls have been working very, very hard but sometimes hard work isn't enough. We need a little bit of help with promotion. And any help that you could give Imogen would be very greatly appreciated. 
So I think that's everything I want to talk about. Got to the end of another podcast. I feel very inspired now. feel excited again about podcasting, thinking about future podcasts, maybe, yeah. I hope this feeling lasts and I'll be back very soon with another episode. In the meantime, hop over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. Have a look at my new design. I hope that it's helpful, that it makes things easier to find, that it has an attractive layout, the font's big enough that you can read everything clearly. Also, go over to our not-so-proper Unschoolers Facebook page. Please join us there. You could stop by my Facebook page as well, Stories of an Unschooling Family. Lots of places that you can catch up with me on the internet. And one way that we can spread the word about unschooling is by writing reviews, sharing links. So if you are enjoying my podcast and you know how to write reviews on iTunes, I know that a few people have had some problems doing that. It seems to be a more complicated process than it needs to be. But yes, if you're willing to do that, please leave a review on iTunes and maybe share my link, the links to my podcast, to my blog. I'd really appreciate that. So I would like to thank you for listening and for having patience with me as I'm trying to work out the balance between my own home life and my online unschooling life. Until next time, trust, respect, and love unconditionally.